Coming up on this week's episode, we celebrate the end of 2020 with a bang. We've got a special guest, a wild retrospective, and a crossover event like no other. You can't miss it. It's Don't Panic starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 297, recorded December 28th, 2020. The year to end all years. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined by the one man who thinks 2020 was just the best year ever. It's Colby Rabideau. Hello, Colby. I know you're sad to see it go. Uh, I did get to to, to trial run uh, working from home in a in a forced fashion. <laughs> in a big way. Yeah, in a big way. And I don't hate it. So, Well, that's good. Thinking about the future, I feel like it's a real option for me. But you also, like, so let me ask, and I'll just say right off the top, Dan is not here. We may also have a special guest who's calling in later, so it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag. But I have to ask, Colby, when you do leave the house, what do you leave the house for? Like, what do you, because I know when I was working from home, I don't have a life. Like, I literally don't go anywhere, so it's kind of driving me crazy. You strike me as someone with a bit more of a life. Like, where do you go? Boy. Um... Well, I I used to have a life, but I don't anymore. Like, I... Here are the, thing, the things I do regularly. I have to leave the house to buy... I get my groceries delivered, usually. So I don't leave the house for groceries. I have to, like, like large volume paper products, like paper towels and toilet paper. I have to leave the house to go get those. Um. So, like, I usually go to, like... CVS or Target or something um, or the hardware store. Like I go to the hardware store a lot because they have random, they have those things like they have paper towels. And also I usually need something at, at the hardware store and there's no one in there. Like it's not a, it's not like, like if you go to CVS, it's, it's a madhouse and it's, mm. it's, it's like a city CVS. So it's like, you know, there are as many shelves as they can possibly fit into the, <laughs> into the, the too small CVS space. It's, it's truly unpleasant. Um, and then it's, it's possible. That's the only thing I leave wow. the house for. Like I go outside to just, just go outside, but <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that. Like a, right. I don't, I don't go outside <laughs> with a purpose. Oh, I go buy beer sometimes. Like there's a there's a fancy beer place near here that I get most of my beer from nowadays. But that's that's all. Everything else I get delivered. Hmm. I don't see people anymore. Aw. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's my whole life. Beer and toilet paper. Well, you need one to do to use the other, so Yeah. I get coffee delivered. I just get, I, I have a coffee, we talked about that on the show a while ago. Yes. I, just have, I have a coffee subscription, it gets mailed to my house every two weeks. I, I am, I'm kind of excited to not get deliveries for a while, because in like, throughout November and December, between the new house and all that, which was a ton of stuff, and then the holidays and all that, I I just don't want to track any more, pa- I had so many packages, which by the way, for the record, I did ultimately receive all of my lost packages, so props yeah. to the Postal Service for at least following through although one of them they delivered to the wrong house completely and that nice person then brought it over here so shout out to them but um i'm sick of just like having i don't i don't want to get any more deliveries i'm over it 
Yeah. I guess food is different. You kind of need that to live. Right. I even food, though, I've been considering, like, I would like to be able to pick my food up at the grocery store. I feel like that would be better all around, but I just have to get, like, a cart to, like, bring my food home in. Like, one of those, like, old lady, like... Yeah, the city carts. Yeah. I don't have one of those. And, like, they're kind of big. Uh, I don't know. Um, But that's that's the... That's the... uh, that's the the a thing that I would like to stop doing if I could. Well, you know, but, I I will say, you know, a lot of people have talked about how delivery has really exploded as part like the future is delivery. I mean, people have really I got to tell you, for me, the big revolution is the order ahead curbside pickup. That is and not just for food, although I've bragged on the show before about like food ordering apps and drive-throughs and things like that, but just even at something like a Target or a Best Buy, which I know you're not obviously not a car guy, but when you have the car and can just roll up and they Home Depot, I Home Depot car curbside pickup has revolutionized my life. I had to get, I kid you not, how many individual they were um uh, one square foot tile squares for a wall, and I had to get, I kid you not, like sixty of them. It weighed a <laughs> fucking ton, and so rather than go in the store and put them in a car and then check out curbside some dude just came out with like one of those big pallet carts right up to the car i helped him load him and i left it was like the best thing i've ever done that sounds nice i tried to do so i went to target the other day because as previously mentioned i needed toilet paper and the i tried to do that like i wanted to i did a pickup order but like to get the pickup order from my target i had to go like deep into the target yeah like why? Why? <laughs> this defeats the entire purpose. I did this like I w- it would have been just as just as like easy for me. Like I would have had just as much exposure to like rant target if I had just walked to the toilet paper and picked one out and like checked out myself. It was annoying. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is really kind of crappily quickly put together, I've noticed, where it's kind of like jerry rigged pick up and there's always like that one employee who's very nice but also doesn't quite know what they're doing who will just come out you know just sort of like hand you something be like i think this is yours um yes it's, it's very loose yeah yeah it was it was super unclear like where to go and what to do and it was it was also not at all i like i was expecting there to be like a person at the door like next to the door that you said like hey i'm here to pick up right crap and like they just bring you your stuff but that was not the case at all. It was disappointing. Now, uh, obviously, 2020 just about over. This may be, I don't think this is the latest in December we've ever done one of these, but it's definitely up there. Pretty close. We're, we're, we're wrapping it up. And so I have to ask, Colby, 2020, obviously an interesting year, I think is an understatement. Is there other anything else that you think you're going to take away from 2020 a change in your life or, or something you learned or I, I don't know what's, what's going to be the lasting impression of, of 2020. We don't have to focus on the negatives necessarily, but um, how, how, how's 2020 changed you? Well, I mean, I think our giant like work from home experiment has, has, has changed me in a dramatic way. And that like, I now know I can, I can work from home and not, 
lose my like it's fine it like it i'm fine the work part of that is fine um that's like you know like the last time i switched jobs i i like talked to some like remote companies and i like considered for for a hot minute like Mm -hmm. maybe i'll like work from home and like i don't know like work at a place that's not here in boston um, but I like ultimately decided like it was too scary, like like it was too high stakes to to do. Um, even though it seemed like it could be a good thing. But so now now would you consider something like that? Yeah, totally. Um, I think like even like without that, like without a, you know ending up in a job where I'm working remotely, I like 100% don't want to go to an office every day. I'm, I'm over commuting. Yeah. Over it. Once well, in a while, like a couple days, maybe two days a week. I think that would be nice, but like, that's it. Well, and I think day. office and you'd probably agree. I think offices have gotten somehow managed to get more miserable. Like I think, and you you do it you have it more than I do. I'm still in the old style cubes. But once we all got into these sort of like open space, shared workspace, I think it made work harder, frankly. Yeah, totally. And that's the like like there's there's very little time to like focus and do your work in a quiet like a quiet, like focused environment. Um and there are like, you know, the things I miss are like lunch and like <laughs> you know it's sort of like extracurricular stuff. It is not like work. I'm right. way better. I'm way better at doing my my actual work by myself at my house than I am like in in the office with people. Um, but I mean that's just maybe specific to me and my the sort of work that I'm doing. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's going to be a very long term. Uh, piece of information is whose job can be done remotely because we've all had to try it. And I think like my job can be done remotely. I think it suffers when it's done remotely because it is a meeting heavy person to person heavy, um, you know, sort of quick interactions heavy. Um, And I think while it can be done remotely, I do think something is lost, but that's not true of a lot of jobs. So I think people, the question is, how does it change moving forward is are the people like yourselves who it clearly works, um, is it going to stay that way? I I don't, I I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, as someone who was quarantined less than some people, I mean, who's been in the office for the past, gosh, going on five months now, um, it's definitely been a struggle. I think yeah. being in the, I mean, it was a struggle to work from home, but I think I would argue maybe a little bit even more of a struggle working from an office simply because of all the limitations and, and not necessarily the fear, but maybe just the anxiety around it um, can be, can be really stressful um, for, yeah, for sure. It's uncomfortable. Like just being around people, well, like all the, like all of our, like, you know, sort of like politeness and social norms things got kind of like changed all of a sudden. So it's weird. And, and on top of it, it's not just like being a weirdo that you're worried about. It's like, 
you know, being a weirdo in a way that makes people feel unsafe, which is super stressful. Like, that's why it was stressful when I had to go into the Target to pick up my order. It's like, it's not like nothing about a Target is stressful, except that, like, I was trying to do this pickup thing because I didn't want to, like, walk through the store <laughs> and, like, like, be around people, but I had to. Um, what's a... Hmm... What's a thing I was going to say, like, what is something that you in the time, like you, you worked remote a bunch of time, oh, like, uh, like months. A yeah, several months. Yeah. yeah. So like, what's something that you learned to do in the time that you were working remotely to like make remote working better that you weren't, that wasn't immediately obvious to you when you started? Uh, that's a really good question. I think for me, it really came down to um, organization and just getting everything in a meeting or in writing, I think was so important. Like even my company was not even like a, an IM chat company. You know, I mean, we were emails or just walking up to someone's desk type of type of people. There's only 20 people in our office. Uh, and so you know, my, with my own team personally, we had a call every single day in the morning at 8.30 where we would just say, what's on the schedule for today? What are we all working on? Like, I just did that, frankly, just to make sure they were working for the first couple of weeks. I wasn't even planning on, I wasn't even planning on doing it for all the months. It was just a matter of like, is everyone like not in bed anymore? Um, but we ended up keeping it for the entire work from home period because it was just a nice time to stop and assess and and that's something I've sort of tried to carry on informally now that we're back in the office. But it's it's really just been I, I think it has helped. I think it's really helped people learn like how do you run a good meeting? Like it's different when you're all in a conference room and it's like you kind of have to be there and everyone leaves and goes, That sucks. But it like remotely, there's no you can't do it over. You can't grab them on the way out of the conference room to fix it. Like you've got to have good meetings. Totally. Um and so I, I, I do think in ways it it did help everybody in getting back and getting back to the office when we did. Yeah. Yeah. I think the like meetings without a plan or like very quickly got out of hand when we switched fully onto video chat. I, mm -hmm. I would not, I don't know. Like I, I, I can't re like, I don't remember the thing happening before like in the office, but like, I feel like all of us, as soon as we switched to video chat, the thing started happening where it's like, you have like six people in a meeting and like something comes up. And so like you go around the room and everyone like puts in their two cents about the thing. And by the time you've gotten around, like it's like a giant game, you know, a game of telephone has happened where like the thing has changed slightly. <laughs> so like you have to go around the room again and again and again, and like you can just go on forever. And like, there's no, it's not like you get kicked out of a, you know, in, in an office, if you're in a meeting room, like usually there's a meeting after you. So like, you have to leave when the time is up, but on Google Hangouts, you could just stay forever. Just talk around the circle. <laughs> and sometimes they do. Right. I feel like right. meetings did not end on time very much virtually. Yeah. Right. Like I was definitely in a meeting or two that went like an hour or more or longer than, than it was, than it was like scheduled for which was crazy and you get to the end and everyone would just be like yeah what just happened like we i don't think we accomplished anything and that was stressful 
uh, I see in our uh, communication window here is Earth uh, is Dan there? Hello, Earth to Dan. You hear me? Yes, we can. Hello, Dan. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm video list, uh, but I'm here. We're we're beyond thrilled to have you. Colby and I have been holding down the fort here, talking about what uh, what's what's been what's happened what happened in 2020. Oh, is this the episode? This this is we're 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 wrapping up the year. Oh, I have some I have some follow up follow through uh, that from several weeks ago. I got the AirPods Max. That's something. Yes, I I can. That's what I love about this uh, this new platform is it says Dan's AirPods Max is 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 your microphone, which I love. They sound great. How have you been enjoying them? I like them a lot. They sound really good. Uh, Like I said, when I. I think if I if this wasn't if I wasn't doing this like nomadic thing where every month I move to a new place I wouldn't have gotten them but like having like working at the kitchen table and then moving to the couch and then moving to the bedroom to do a video call and then back again and just always having the same headphones on whether you're listening to music or doing a meeting is pretty nice great they don't hurt my ears some people said they're uncomfortable they are heavy but it doesn't it doesn't affect me like when i put them on my head i don't realize that they're heavy um and the transparency mode is really cool i some people are like oh transparency mode is better on you know i think i agree transparency mode on the airpods pro does sound it sounds better but it's not as important when you do it with this like you're talking to someone and you can hardly hear them, and then you you boop the little button, and you can hear everything they're saying. It's amazing. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's the. I guess that's the other thing I didn't appreciate is if I was ever doing household chores or cooking, I would never wear nice headphones because talk to me. I'd be like, oh, I have to take them off, and I have, my hands are covered in grease. <clears throat> Whereas being able to just do do the little thing from your phone or just tap the button on the side and have people hear you is great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Glad you're getting, uh, getting your money's worth out of it. Uh, we also have a, another guest joining us. Hello, Earth to Matt. Is Matt there? Hello. What's going on? What's going on, tech crew? Oh, it's 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 friend of the show, co-host of the Don't Panic of the Up for Debate podcast, and all around swell guy Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Just wanted to come by and visit our our sister show on this the fine uh, coffee and beer network of podcasts. How's everybody doing today? What's going on, Colby, Dan, and Sean? Just uh, you know, living the dream as one yeah. does. I'm my my week has been we were in Vermont for a month and now we oh I guess the other non-tech news exciting thing that happened is I had my first COVID test ever it was negative uh, but we got a co- rapid COVID test and then after quarantining for a week we got it and then now we're at my mom's house for a couple of days and it's back to Vermont so it's just a lot of logistics and rental cars and stuff but we got to have a delayed Christmas which was which is cool. <clears throat> um, I guess Sean definitely had a COVID test. Um, 
Matt or Colby, have you three? <laughs> I've, I've had three, yeah. Sean, Sean's had a COVID test for all of us. Uh, yes. I have had a COVID test, yes. I did one back in October. Okay. I haven't. Did you have the rapid one? Uh, I. So what is the difference between, like, I had the one where you drive up to the window and you do it yourself. Is that the rapid test? I don't I don't know if the method matters. I think the result is that like a rapid test you like what happened to me and I wasn't expecting this is we we finally I don't know why they didn't do drive through. We had to go into this room and we're in the room and then he he switches it around and his nose. He's like, "Okay, BRB." And then he leaves the room and then he came back about 10 minutes later and gave the results. I did, there was no like go online or like wait for your thing. Oh yeah. That's definitely the rapid test. Yeah. If it takes like 24 hours, then it's a regular test. Yeah. yeah I, I did a regular test and it took, yeah, it took probably about three days to get the results. Three business days. Yeah. Am I, am I the only one who can't really hear Matt? I can't nope. Hear. Oh, my is not... It's not plugged in. Everybody. His, his mic's not plugged in. Big problem. It happens, man. Now, what does it show that Matt's microphone's name is? Well, it just says USB plug-and-play audio device. <laughs> and we can't um, hear you at all. Well, now you're muted. you got to <laughs> unmute. Can I do that? Oh, unmute. Nope. This is We do this every week on Up for Debate. <laughs> all right. Well, while he's working on that, uh, Dan, do you have any... Um, hmm. Did you have any 2020 thoughts? Any anything you learned about yourself, about the world? Any anything you think that's going to stick with you about this year? Doesn't have to be bad, but well, when I joined, you and Colby were talking about. Yeah, definitely a big one. That you were remote working before it was cool. No, I wasn't. Uh, no, no. I mean, I had done remote work for a week or two at a time, but when I to go on my ill-fated ski trip at the end of February, uh, the expectation was that you would be in the office. And when I returned, the expectation was that you would not be in the office. And that was the first time that had ever been true for me. Um, now I, now I'm, my new job is like, has, is fully remote and always will be. But yeah, I think that if, if I hadn't heard you talking about that, that's what, and I think it's most, interesting to think about like there's lots of uh pontificating and navel gazing going on in tech about how this will affect tech people but i think it's most interesting to think about how it will affect non-tech people which is probably what you two are talking about yeah regular schlubs like myself uh (laughs) no i mean i think that was one of the points we were talking about was figuring out and and I'm sure Matt has an interesting perspective on this as someone who educates America's youth, but figuring out whose jobs can and cannot be done remotely because, you know, there are some jobs that I'm sure they've tried to do remote that in the long term, it just doesn't make sense. But there's some, I mean, Matt, I I wonder what your thoughts are. Uh, You know, could, could there be a world where students are only in the school three days a week instead of five or the school year goes into the summer, but some of it's remote. I mean, is, do you think that could be a long-term change potentially? Um, it's interesting because I, I go back. You're, to... you're still very far away. Can you hold that mic right up to those lips of yours? Get all right. Here. This is better. Not, not really. So, all right. The mic <laughs> is, I guess the mic is having 
This is the first time I'm using my brand new laptop, which coincidentally oh. I wanted to talk a little bit about on this tech podcast. At oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you all the specs and all the great deal that I got. Uh, I, I can preamble while, while Matt jiggers around. Um, and maybe you already also talked about this, but... What is true in tech and everywhere else is you can't just take the way that you were doing work or I suspect teaching and like like lift it over and move it into the digital realm and not change anything. Um, the way that we have meetings or the way that we teach has to change, but like, uh, there are all sorts of things you can do in person that you can't do remotely, but there are also all sorts of things you can do remotely that you can't do in person. And nothing like we are all using like the lowest common denominator of technology for all remote work. It's like chat rooms, email, video calls. That's it. Like that is the, the lingua franca. And I think when you start to see remote work be better than in-person work, and I, I think there's probably parallels to this in teaching too, is when you do things that you could only do remotely. Like um, if you're all in a meeting, a simple example, you're all in a meeting and you have the shared Google Doc and you're all editing it at the same time. And there's ways that you can get into this flow where like there's not a note taker. Everyone's taking notes and you're all like collaborating on this document, which doesn't be email to everyone like one's like thing at this time and now you can put that somewhere where you can search it and like how many times have you had that like ah shit like what was that thing that meeting and like or to that matter why aren't all meetings recorded and transcribed and right like you go to go back to any meeting replay it like like watch it back on 2x speed be able to search like things i was last month like boom bring them all up uh we don't have any of that stuff uh i'm shocked that we that we haven't had it and now that slack's been acquired by uh salesforce i think it'll we're, we need to look for someone else to do that maybe but i met i can imagine that there are uh oh this is a, right this is what i was going to say before in the in the before times i had a piano teacher who would uh teach i think yeah he would teach um in person but he had all these digital tools so one of them was you were all wearing headsets your piano uh all at the, in parallel uh oh and now i can hear myself which might be matt messing around with stuff um but you could only hear yourself. Teacher could talk to one, everyone. Um, and that's something that you can't really do if you're all in person in a room. It's very difficult to like, not difficult, but like, oh, let's pull someone aside and have a no. Like, well, if you want to do that in a classroom, it's like, let's go out in the hallway. And then it was like, right. ooh, you're in trouble. Like, like, that's actually something that's harder to do in person but like he had to like design all that stuff himself and cable it all up and and all of that um that's that's my diatribe work we 
the, we're not doing it. I don't know what the answer is, but I can think of so many things that you could only do when working remotely that none of us do ever, which suggests to me that we're not remotely working to capacity. Uh, oh, Matt, you, you sound amazing. Ooh, okay. So now what's weird is I unplugged this microphone completely and I'm just using my computer microphone now. Yeah, the, the new the new uh, PCs just have awesome mics built into them. I'll give them credit. They do a really nice job. All right. Okay. Well, now that I'm coming in loud and clear, how are you folks? <laughs> We're so doing great, I'm, Matt. I feel like I should still hold the microphone, though. You, yeah, for a prop, everybody. you can. How's everybody doing tonight? It's like it's like Matt's doing stand-up. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> Yes. Try the veal. It's going to come from your own kitchen because nobody's allowed to eat out anymore. So Hey, that's, I love oh, Matt the COVID comic. <laughs> the COVID comic. Someday there'll be a market for that. Yeah, perhaps. You'll be the first. So, um, uh, so Matt, tell us about this uh, new yeah. laptop of yours. Oh, okay. So um, what we got going on is I was trying to pull up the specs officially. So I can tell you about them because I what I did was I ripped off the little tag that is on on the front part, so it has all the inf the info on it. But I can tell you just just from remembering what I bought, I purchased this computer on Black Friday. It was a Black Friday deal from the website. It is a Dell Inspiron. Um, you're getting a Dell. It is. It has a, an Intel Core i7 processor. Um. We lost Dan due to internet quality issues, it looks like. I'm still here. That's Oh, okay. Well, I don't know why that notification came up. Um by the way, what do you now that you now that I've got you both here, what what do you think about Sean's brand new um uh podcasting service he's got here? It's all right. Well, oh. you can you can tell me. Blink oh, twice I if you <laughs> blink twice if you if you if you want to go back to the to to Skype. I think it's fine. <laughs> it works okay. fine. All right. I like it. I, I, I like it too. I actually do. I don't have any any qualms with it. I want I want to have qualms with it so I can bitch about it, but I it, but I don't have it. It was pretty crappy it. on your old computer, I, I will change. say. Yeah. Your old I don't have any issues struggling. with it. No. Um it chugged, yeah, it did. It chugged a bit, but that computer sucked. So this one is awesome. Uh, it took a long time to deliver, I will say that. So I ordered it back on Black Friday, and it just got here on Christmas Eve. So that was that was a it was a lengthy delivery, but it's all worth it in the end. Uh, this is this is a, a fine piece of hardware, uh, is is what I like about it. I can I can tell you more details about it if I you know go into the now, settings. Uh, what right? do you? What, what my stupid cat? What is? Uh, are you running Windows Vista on that? Windows 8.1? What are you? Uh, no. I would love if it was Windows 98. I got a, I was a big fan of 98. That was the, the, the system, I think, or maybe 2000. Pretty fondly as an OS. That was, that was a good OS. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. 98. Uh, do that. My question is: Do they make like? Can you buy a skin that would look like the Windows ninety eight? 
um, aesthetically, but run like a modern OS. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like Does that exist? Must be a thing. So I might I might do a little searching later on and, and try to try to do that. That was that was kind of cool. But um but yeah, I'm enjoying it. This has it has great resolution. That's what kind of what I bought it for was the I wanted to have nice re resolution so I can I can watch Sean and I say, podcast on here. Well, well, do you have to teach with it? Um, I, I, I actually, I, they gave us, they give us, um, they gave us MacBooks. So where um, I use those, uh, I use my MacBook pretty, pretty heavily um, to do work stuff. Um, but I could teach from this computer, I suppose. We use Zoom is our, is our preferred platform. I know other schools are using Google Meets. My former school is using Google Meets right now, the one that I, I taught at in Virginia. Um, it really, I guess it just depends on uh, like preference, district preference and stuff like that. I don't know if there are so special what's permissions your, that are required. Um, remote teaching beyond. hot take? I love it. <laughs> That's my hot take. I bet that was probably I'm unexpected, but I, I really like it a lot. Um, it's it's yeah pretty unique because you hear a lot of people complaining about it on social media and probably for really good reason. I for for just for just for perspective and for reference, I teach eighth grade right now. Uh, I don't teach like the little little kids. Most of the my friends that I know that including my wife who teaches third grade, they they don't usually have a good time with the digital stuff because kids and and technology usually like oil and not water in, not in um, no no but it's it's more i think because they're 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 very young it's weird you know there's something that i don't know if everybody fully appreciates but i didn't i didn't quite get it until i saw it actually happen kids today can't type they have very poor typing skills i don't know if everybody knows that because you would think that you know, they grow up with computers and they, you know, they're typing all the time, but they, th this generation is more mm -hmm. inclined to the touch screens, like their phones are touch screens, the tablets are touch screens. So they don't, and they also stopped pretty much stopped typing education, keyboard education oh. in school. They fired. So weekend? <laughs> I was the combination say. of those things. Yeah, they fired David Beacon. They got rid of um, my 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 preferred method of uh, learning to type was I used type to learn uh, at school, but I also had Mario teaches <laughs> typing at home. Yeah, Mario teaches typing. Yeah, that was that was my favorite to use. But not yeah, the kids they don't they don't learn how to type, which is um, which is very it's very bizarre because they go in there and they hunt and peck. They hunt and peck just like your grandparents did. Another example, by the way, of but, like us being held back by the way we used to do things. Why is it not possible? I believe I believe it is impossible to type as fast on an iPad as you do on a keyboard. But there's no reason why it has to be that slow. Just no one has like come up with a way to. And actually, I'm sure there are many ways to do it faster, but just no one does it right. Like. <clears throat> You can't give a, an iPad to a kid and be like, oh, and it comes with, like, the swipey keyboard so you can type super fast. Uh, if you did, I'm sure kids would, like, 
like us with the stupid T9s, like you will push that thing as fast as you can. But as it stands with the iPad keyboard, you can only go so fast. And that needs to change. Well, I, I just wonder about dictation. I mean, that's what I thought you were going to say, Matt, when you were saying they weren't typing. I said, oh, I just mm. assumed if I were if I had an iPad back when I was writing essays, I just hit the microphone and dictate the whole thing. Oh, my God. You'd yeah. never have to spell again. No. I think I talked about this on the show, but I did that when I yeah. when I hurt my finger and I couldn't type. And I did the handwriting recognition thing, uh, yeah. which is also really good if you're trying to say something weird or like do I would think with dictation, if you're going for an essay and you're in, say, middle school, high school range, you would still probably have to write like a loose script. Because I don't know, how, how good can you freeform well, dictate an essay? I don't know. You know, like, and, and have it come about, out nice. I guess you can edit people it. People who, like, have lost the ability to use their hands, the, the dictation software is pretty interactive. So you can, like, jump around and, like, delete words and, like, delete up to the period uh, move cursor back five words and then like start saying stuff and it will like it'll obey your commands. Um, I don't know if that's what you were in. Well, I, I just, I, you know, it's and Matt, you know this. I mean, it's all different types of learners, right? When I write something, I write it very conversationally. That's the style in which I write. And so I almost I used to try way back when I was in middle school, like Windows 98 or Windows XP dictation, which was terrible. It was awful. It never worked. But I was like, God, if this technology existed, I would use it all the time. And I do use it a lot for like text messages on iOS and stuff. Um, and so I wondered, do I think every kid would use it? No. But like you said, Matt, as they become potentially more uncomfortable with typing, I just wonder once the dictation technology, they're going to be used to talking to digital assistants in their homes or in their cars. Um, it, it just, it's an interesting, an interesting thought. I wonder if that ever would become a major way people interact. Mm. So Matt. Yeah, I can, I can Matt, are see your, it. Yeah. Like, so are you, I'm not sure if I follow correctly, but like, do the kids you're teaching, like, did they, they're like, they aren't great typers right now. Right. That's what you're saying. I think that actually the kids I'm I'm currently working with are a little better. It was more at my former school in Virginia, um, just not as yeah. I, I noticed that they weren't m many of them when we would, and also we use we use technology a lot more infrequently there. Well, number one was a resources reason. Um, actually, even larger than resources, it was population. Just there was so many kids and so few materials to go around because of the school size. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that the average student, whenever we did use technology, would, yeah, they would just kind of go for the hunting and pecking is what I noticed. Not all of them, but many of them, more more so than I thought. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I kind of just assumed it was I, mean, I asked around and I was like do you take like a keyboarding class do you do have you ever done type to learn and no they've never heard of never heard of Mavis Beacon uh, never even heard of him well she's not a she's or not her, a real person her, right I don't know what her <laughs> what is Mavis I think Beacon it, preferred it's, it's been pictured in mess in like marketing as a woman um but there is no it's a made-up person okay. there is no Mavis Beacon <laughs> 
Mavis. Matt's like checking. Is she single? Say, I. You know, I. Bet I never. I never used Mavis Beacon. That was not my style. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see Mavis Beacon. I would say. I would say Ms. Beacon. Ms. Beacon. But of course, one can never assume. Uh. Now. Uh. Let's see. What does she have? A like a background? Uh, Mavis Beacon. She's got Mavis Beacon is often thought to be a living or historical figure by the public. The confusion has led many to contact the software developers seeking to speak to interview or book Mavis Beacon for an event. Furthermore, as a result of Mavis Beacon's continuous use in computing, uh, computer typing software, and her image on software boxes, many consumers have reported confabulations, i.e. false memories, of Mavis Beacon, Beacon winning typing contests or appearing on talk shows. you think we can book Mavis shows. Beacon for our show? Uh, I think we should book Mavis Beacon <laughs> and <laughs> Boltman and have them fight. Bolt up, my friends. I think I saw Mavis Beacon on uh, on Cameo. <laughs> Happy Chinooka from uh, from Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Um, I've never heard of that. I'm 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 very interested in this word confabulation. No, but is that like the Mandela effect? Sort of. That was what I first thought of when I um have side note. Have we ever done an episode of no, Up for Debate we should, on the Mandela great, effect? Did any of you guys watch uh, How To no. with John Wilson on HBO? Just came just came out this year. Fantastic. Sh- Honestly, no. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like six half hours. It's quick. But one of the episodes, he talks to these people. I'm not really spoiling anything, but who who they believe the Mandela effect is actually like proof of parallel universes that actually exist. And it's crazy. But like all their arguments is like, you ever look at Febreze? I bet you think there's two E's, F-R-B-E-E-Z, and it goes, but there's only one E. Do you know why? Because in a parallel universe, there is two E's. Like, it's like the (laughs) dumbest stuff. Because it's really just like, oh, no, you just have a bad memory. But to these people, it's like, no, it's proof that. Yeah. Well, it's it's all just because there's, like, these are very minute details that your brain doesn't pay attention to. So they, like. For example, what is the other one that uh, I mean, there's there's tons of them, but like the Mon- Monopoly man, a lot of people think he wears a monocle, but he's never <laughs> been depicted wearing a monocle. I think it's just a combination of pop culture and your brain not paying attention to details. The other famous one is oh. the Bern- Bernstein Bears, the Bernstein Bears, however they're spelled. Yeah. Oh, they're the Bernstein Bears. It's, they're spelled like S-T-A-I-N. But most people think they're the Berenstein right. Bears. All detail, it doesn't matter. Your brain doesn't really focus on it too much. Um, Beacon, uh, even though she is not real, she has also been, been considered the Betty Crocker of cyberspace. How do you guys feel about that on this show? Is, is sure. she the Betty Crocker of cyberspace? I get was it, is, is what, are, what are the other movies of, of 
Yeah, you know what? Now, uh, now is Betty Crocker. Well, there real? used to be a list where it's like Uncle Ben isn't real, Aunt, Aunt Jemima oh, isn't real, but like Little Debbie is real. Little Debbie. Old Debbie. Old Debbie. Um, a bunch of the food mascots would go. Captain Crunch is not real. <laughs> yeah, Betty. What do you guys think? Do you think I Betty Crocker is real? Yes. I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. Colby, we're all nose here. Survey says Betty Crocker. Is not real. You are all correct. You got it. Uh, she was created in 1921 by Washburn Crosby, an but advertiser Bruce Barton. The brand is named after a guy named Duncan Hines. I like that. I, I Duncan Hines oh, really? is just a great name. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Different. That's right. Oh, then the ketchup Hines spelled differently. No, totally different. Heinz. The Heinz ketchup Heinz. is more dramatic Heinz. spelled, right? With the Z. <laughs> Heinz. Fun fact. Heinz. H -I -N -E -S. And then Duncan Heinz is like a Heinz, like a, like a <laughs> fancy British Heinz. A Heinz estate? You have been invited to the Heinz family. No, Duncan Heinz is also yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the Heinz estate. Dunkin' Donuts as well, right? I think so. Well, oh, really? It. Is that true, Sean? <laughs> yep, so it's true. Colby nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled D U N K. I, <laughs> I love Google. Yep. Uh, now, guys, yes, go ahead, Matt. Oh, Sean, have, have you ever of heard of the Staple singers. singers? No, I guess Where not. Where do I know it's them not. from? What's their big song? Oh, okay. Um, I I don't know, but that is where Mavis Beacon got her name from. Mavis, her first name was taken from Mavis Staples, who was a the lead vocalist of the Staple Singers, and the surname comes from Beacon, as in a light to guide the way. You'd know the Staple Singers from uh, a couple of hit songs, including "I'll Take You There," "I'll Take You There," you know that one from the seventies. Respect yourself. <laughs> of course. Among others. Okay. Uh guys, uh this is this is this has been a treat. We've talked about so much technology yeah. tonight, but uh Matt and I uh, and I already warned Colby this was gonna happen. Sorry, Dan. Matt and I are gonna hijack the show for a minute, if that's okay. Sorry, guys. We're gonna That's right. we're gonna make some changes around here. What would you like the new name of the show to be? Starting with That's the name. Right. Don't panic. It's gonna be now called. <laughs> but it's gotta be like panic at the disco. The it's time. like panic exclamation point all the time. <laughs> Love that. That's a good name. <laughs> yep. Matt uh, and Sean panic. Yes. Yes. The appearances by Colby and Dan. Um, but what happened, guys, is if you haven't been listening <laughs> over at Up for Debate, Matt and I spent four hours talking through the entire NBA to pick Matt a new <laughs> basketball team. And somehow, even though we had four hours of recording, 
we still didn't end up picking him a team. We narrowed it to six, ran out of time, and rather than go to a third episode, I said, Matt, you're coming on Don't Panic on Monday. Why don't we just pick it on that show with the help of Colby and Dan? Yeah, so I, the story is that I know nothing about basketball, and I uh, up until Christmas, this previous Christmas Day, I had not watched a single NBA game in my entire life. Um, and I know that you two are, are very, you're very into basketball. As a matter of fact, I assume that you devote a lot of time on Don't Panic talking about basketball and you know, updating scores and stuff like that. So I figured... What's the sport you watch the most? Because... Our only sports team that is good, UConn basketball, oh, men and women's. And then I had to go to all the games because I was in band, plus the NCAA tournament. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, that's uh, and it's that kind of experience we're going to desperately need as we try and pick Matt a new team for him to root for. And the rule is like with this, we picked the chargers. That's why I have my chargers cap. He has to root for this team, period. He can't get out of it. This is his new team forever. Yeah. This is it. Do like a short list. Yes. We have six teams, one from each division. So here's the list. Pay attention. Uh, starting with the East and then we'll go to the West. Uh, and Matt, correct. I think I remember them. So correct me if I get them wrong. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Chicago Bulls, the Orlando Magic, the Utah Jazz, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not 100% on the Jazz. Was the Jazz part of the list? I thought we yeah, picked a different team. No, because it was – well, they would have been up against the Blazers, the Thunder, the Timberwolf, or the Nuggets. Oh, no. Okay. So I guess it was – I guess the Jazz were there. Okay. Yeah. So, again, that's the 76ers, the Bulls, the Magic, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Any any teams jumping out at you, Dan or Colby? Well, real quick, before before that, is there any – I haven't listened to these episodes, unfortunately. Is it, could, This team could be anywhere, presumably, but is there, like, would Matt prefer a team that were closer to his geographic location – well, let, no. I, okay. it's a good question. I'll be super clear. Matt has absolutely no say in it. It's oh. not about what he wants. Yes, Sean uh, is now taking. He's taking the choice out of like out of my hands. It, yeah. it is like matchmaking. Yes. It, yes, it's what team best fits. We Matt. we work to narrow it down, uh, and I I pick these teams based on many factors that most of them didn't have anything to do with basketball. It had to do on like the, mostly on the team name or or the coach of the team, like just random Maps, stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, all kinds the of... song. I think I picked the seventy sixers because they had that little like song, the little uh, jingle they play when they mm. win. I thought that was neat. Um, so it's all just a bunch of random stuff, and we want you to p- to pick it. I I'm gonna leave the in- in- choice entirely up to you guys because I think that's just the best way to go about this. It's like matchmaking, exactly. Now, I have an important question. What is a 76er? 
Well, I'm gl- I'm glad you asked. Um, I won't go through the whole thing again. People can listen to the up for debate. So we literally were talking about the history of every NBA team. <laughs> Uh, but the 76ers uh, are named, uh, they're based in Philadelphia, obviously named after 1976, not 1976, that's <laughs> 1776, um, a, a famous time in Philadelphia history. Uh, they were known as the uh, Syracuse Nationals, actually, before they moved to Philadelphia and became the 76ers in 1963. Yeah, you should, you guys, and if, if you ever get the chance, you should listen to this episode. It was like the uh, World Series of Googling for Sean and I. <laughs> We just, just it was literally just right. reading Wikipedia. It was like it was Wimbledon, but with Google, with Wikipedia, just just back and forth constantly. Lots of looking stuff up and reading, reading lots of Wikipedia articles. Well, ni- se- 1976, a banner year. Speaking of Olympic level Googling, uh, Apple computer and Microsoft were incorporated. Ooh, there you go. A revolutionary time in, in American history. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give my my high level like tweet take on each of these just as a jumping off point, Colby. The 76ers is the only team that was named that I had never heard of. Uh, <laughs> the thing that excites me about the Chicago Bulls is that they used to be good. I haven't heard. They're not. Interesting. And yeah, we, look, we looked really them up. The Bulls were good, as we all know, in the 90s. But as Sean informed me, they are like now just completely like not only are they bad, but they're also an extremely broken franchise, like from the top down. Yeah, so, I mean, Matt, with, like the owners don't make good decisions and there's lots of infighting. No, I, I would say of these six teams you picked, Matt, I would say four are mediocre, mediocre to good, like playoff level good. Uh, and the other two are like, well, and the 76ers are like, should be really good, but are incredibly incompetent. And the Chicago Bulls should be bad and are incredibly incompetent, (laughs) but, but the magic are fine. The jazz are decent. The Clippers should be really good. Um, and the Pelicans are fine. Um, where are the Pelicans from New Orleans? Although famously they were the. It was the Charlotte Hornets who then moved to New Orleans, became the New Orleans Hornets. Charlotte got the Charlotte Bobcats. Then the New Orleans Hornets gave the Hornets name back to Charlotte so they could become the Charlotte Hornets again and then became the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, I feel, Matt, Matt do you want to round out your like collection? Like, Do you want to collect them all, catch them all from New Orleans? You already do this. This is true. I have the Saints. I got the Saints banner right behind me. The way I was listening to Upper Debates, I heard you're an Eagles fan now. Whoa, that's yeah. I have a complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> I think if I were to list the my football allegiances, it would just say it's complicated. <laughs> um, but obviously now, by default, by de facto, I'm a Saint. They're going to be the only team in the playoff hunt. So I was going to say, what's what's more embarrassing, being a Eagles fan or a Giants fan? Oh, definitely Eagles is probably I would say this year. Although they're both they're both in the NFC least, so I don't know. Uh, this year it's it's going to be embarrassing to root for any team in that division. But I think have you guys ever seen a pelican in real life? No. One time I was in Florida driving in a car on one of like like a weird Florida bridge, like over the. I guess it was the ocean. I don't know. But like we were driving in the car and there was a 
pelican flying next to the car, it was like being in Jurassic Park. Like it was, it was like having a pterodactyl flying next to you. It was a huge bird, a huge bird. That is the icon. One of the iconic scenes in Jurassic Park is that little that pterodactyl flying right uh, over the the water at the end. Well, that was one of the things we talked about. Matt was New Orleans rocking logo. They got a great. They got a great logo. They got the angry pelican with the ball in its mouth, I assume, or its body yeah. with the ball. I'm not sure which. Jesus, that is an Very unreal cool. logo. <laughs> it's good, but it's also one of the most, because they only changed to the pelicans, like, I think it was after 2000. Like, it was pretty recent, so um, it's one it of the newest like a, logos. a biker tattoo. Yeah. Could you see Matt wearing that? that? I could. Do you like t-shirt? Yeah. Like a navy blue T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, they've got a pretty sick logo. I will give them that. I think I think the Magic and the Utah Jazz are they're they're just there for the goofy names. If I had to guess, um, yeah, you'd be right. I see L.A. Clippers and something about the name that 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 jumps out at me. That seems to be. I don't know anything about. Except I knew it existed, um, and the Pelicans. So, so my now that you told that story, Sean. The the Charlotte Hornets were my favorite NBA team growing up. I don't think I ever watched a game, but I like their logo a lot. So I'm I'm partial to the Pelicans. Um, I think my my top my three choices are the the Bulls and maybe the Utah Jazz, just because I love Jazz so much. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I would say I would say if I were choosing, it's the Pelicans, the Seventy Sixers, because that's stupid, and the uh, <laughs> um maybe the Bulls too. I like the Bulls. I don't. I know think Rudy about interesting. Like that would yeah. be a, an ex, an interesting experience. Well, and that was one of the sort of metrics we had as we were going through these was like, what's a team you would be embarrassed to wear their look? Like, what team could you go into a bar wearing their shirt and knock it? And it was like, you know, like even like the Celtics or the Lakers, like they have their pros, but also their detractors, right? And their fans. But like, no one's going to get mad if you wore a Bulls jersey. Like, I just feel like they're such like a universally like accepted team. Like nobody, especially today, nobody really hates the Bulls. They just don't think about them. Um the Clippers, I think, would be a lot more controversial. Uh, people definitely have strong opinions. Yeah, this was a very, um, very high-factored decision for Sean when he chose the Chargers to be his NFL team. He was afraid of. He was like considering, well, which team won't get me made fun of? And people and still made fun of me, so it didn't work. Wait a second, <laughs> the, the late after. Yeah, we got. Uh, Is everybody there? I think Boltman. I'm pretty sure Boltman heard me making fun of the Chargers. And yeah, I, I got to get a better uh, processor on this computer. We got bolted again. Zapped. He zapped the computer. 
Uh, no, the the uh, the Lakers were originally uh, in Minnesota. Uh, that's where they started as the Lakers and then moved to Los Angeles, but kept the oh, name. God, Same with the Jazz. So the Jazz sense. started in New Orleans yeah, see, and then made... moved to Utah. That's why they're the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that fact either. That was uh, that was pretty <laughs> revelatory. That does make a lot. I, I kind of part of me kind of wishes they were still the New Orleans Jazz, but I, I don't know. Pelicans is it's cool too. Hey, they could get a hockey expansion franchise. Seattle Keep your fingers crossed. Team. The New Orleans Jazz the Seattle hockey Kraken. Team. No, the Kraken. it's not. No, that's it's their not. that's their team name. It's not the Kraken. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's fun. Just the Kraken, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, all What's the, Kraken? The, pl- the players are one of the like a Kraken arm. Yeah, like I gotta show you guys. Their uh, their logo is actually pretty cool. Yeah, the Seattle Kraken. They have. That's what I'm. That's what I'm pulling up here to put on the screen. It's yeah. That's a shirt I may just have to get. Um, um, it's all right. Yeah, Matt, it sounds so what, like what, what, what do you think? I would now be that down sort of to agree to the 76ers too, Colby. Was that the other one you were, you said you're interested in? Yeah, that was the other one. The, so the Pelicans, the Bulls, and the 76 The 76ers, because I've never heard of them. So so See, I would. I, 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 I said before I was intrigued. I'm intrigued by, by I'm intrigued by na- teams that have the, na- the, the same name as a as a as a year. Like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a 49ers fan because I don't think I'm allowed to have another NFL team, but they're <laughs> intriguing because they have a like. <laughs> I'm just collecting NFL <laughs> franchises like Pokemon, um, but they're. It's just interesting. Yeah, they're like the Sixers. It's just like their name is a year. Their name is a number. It's, it's intriguing. And that, that theme song is pretty catchy. One, two, three. Yeah, what does it go? Clap can you, your can hands, you sing some of the theme songs for Colby and Dan? They don't know. Everybody. Philadelphia. Number one, Philadelphia. 76ers, team of the year. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. 10, 9, 8, 76ers. <laughs> and it just keeps going like that over and over again. Very 70s. Like cool in the gang. Just imagine, yeah, imagine, I was going to say, imagine that, but with cool in the gang in the, like in the background. Yeah. Like a, like a, a, like a little bit of a, yeah, like a street seventies like street kind of beat. Little baits it. in there, and um, but yeah, they, I, as far as I know, I don't think any other NBA franchise has a little jingle like that. They play after wins. <laughs> famously, <laughs> well, I true. did famously share the Orlando Magic theme song. A person, and how does that one go again? Famously, I mean, it blew up the slack. <laughs> let's be honest. Orlando, Orlando, and then and then the guy talks about Razzmatazz and uh, other, you know, and Kazam. I don't remember the exact lyrics, but it's just the worst. So the way I think it right now is so, if I adopt so what do you the think, Sixers, Matt? I will have half of the Philadelphia sports franchises. 
Um, if I adopt the Pelicans, to Colby's point, I will have all of the New Orleans franchises, all two of them, <laughs> which is pretty neat. Um, going in today, I was actually pretty high on the Clippers because we were talking last time about how they're a lot like my favorite baseball team, the Mets, because they're like this, they're like the little kid brother to the Lakers. It's like in that analogy, the Lakers would be the Yankees because they win all the time and they're like perennial champions. And the Met, the Clippers, I think, have what they they won nothing. They've have they ever won a championship? They never even been to a championship. So there's something. It's like They've success for them was right on the horizon, which is as a Mets fan, that's how you live your entire life. Like thirty <laughs> my thirty years of existence, the Mets have been on the cusp of greatness, and I think the Clippers would they would fit that. I would I would I would grow into the role of a Clippers fan very quickly, I think. Um the Bulls, I, I'm I'm good. I, I like the nostalgia. Uh I if you asked me when I was a kid, my favorite team was hundred percent the Bulls because of Michael Jordan. I never watched a single game, but I played NBA Jam and I played oh, NBA sure. ninety five. Uh I didn't have any merch. I had no no, Did that's you have not the true. Starter jacket? I had a I think I had a Bulls. I had like a Bulls pillow at one point, like a pillowcase. And I think that's like the extent of my Bulls merch. It was one of those things where I, I told a relative, like an uncle or something, that I was a Bulls fan. So he got me a Bulls pillowcase or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if it was a pillowcase. Maybe it was like a bed cover. I mean, here's one pillowcase. Something that had to do with like maybe pajama shirt. Um. Something bulls, but I didn't have much. Sounds like you associate the bulls with going to sleep very strongly. Yeah, actually, that is that is kind of true. Maybe there's something cozy about uh, (laughs) about all the losing they do, which (laughs) seems to be the case of now. I, I from from a city standpoint, I have no absolutely no connection to Chicago. I've never been there. I, I would like to go someday. Has anybody ever been to Chicago? Yes. I've been to Chicago. I've heard good things. I've heard it's a good food city, so I would like to check yes. it out. But I've never wonderful city. Never been there. That might, might have to be our right next, now. I'm uh, very group, partial to Minneapolis. Gathering might have to I would, be. In I the would windy like city. to venture out. To, maybe we could probably maybe do both, like a Houston, sure, New Orleans, but yeah, yeah, up north. Uh, I have no attachment to L.A. as a city. I've never been there. I know Sean's one of Sean's favorite cities in the world. He loves it. He he had a great time in L.A. He drove around and felt like a movie star. And I went there once. It was pretty cool. Nice. I I rode the bike Famous. up and down the Venice uh, the did Venice. He, did beach. you do the the Hollywood uh, Star Walk? It was a real tourist. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's. Did you I, didn't, I went nowhere near Hollywood. I was smart enough to do that. I was smart enough to avoid it. I di- I went to the observatory, okay. which is a pretty pretty famous spot. I've heard K Town is the place the to go. A if piece you're of, a, LA of a moon rock. To get you can actually yummy touch Korean food, Korean barbecue. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Colby and Dan, have Mr. you ever been to Los food. Angeles? No, no. no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, well, maybe we can do a swing. Chicago, obviously, we've got the New Los Orleans Angeles. connection. We've all been to New Orleans. We had a great time there. Right? Wild, wild, and crazy time. Now, and what, that was fun. 
Right. So the, the three we're picking are between are the Bulls, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Oh, the 76ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought the 76ers was in there. I, Matt, I'm just going to be straight with <laughs> no, you. Matt. No, no, I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm, talking about this. I'm letting you, you guys pick, pick for me. This is, I feel like the decision I, can't be in my hands. I feel like we could get to oh, a, uh, that's a conclusion here pretty quickly. Okay. Well, all right. Can I just I I will put in my two cents and then I'm going to leave it in your two hands, okay? <laughs> if there's one team I don't think Matt should be a fan of, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. First of all, I am not going through this 4 plus hour exercise to have him pick his home team. That's bullshit. And I will not stand for that. And the other thing is that and Matt and I had this debate. I think we both agree Boston may be the most insufferable sports city, but Philadelphia is definitely up there definitely up there and so um i think the although it would be the geographically he doesn't even live in pennsylvania so um, of all the teams on the list of all the teams on the list it is yeah it it, i think the nets are it would be close how much i'm I'm like right smack in the middle of jersey and the Knicks. so it's it but see the nets play in brooklyn which is further by like 20 miles Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google Maps. I think, I think we're not good at maps. Given all the information that we've heard here tonight, like so, go ahead, guys. What do you think for the Pelicans? Yeah, I think the Pelicans are. There's a lot going for the Pelicans. They have the cool logo. We've all been to New Orleans. Um, Matt has existing affinity for New Orleans. They've got great fans. <laughs> they they play at the Smoothie King Center, which is kind of cool. Their mascot is Pierre the Pelican. Um, and they've got a lot of uh, great young players, including Zion Williamson, JJ Redick, uh, Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, like that. There you go. And His a brand new Lonzo head coach, Ball? Stan Van. Is that Bethany. what you said? Oh, Lonzo Ball. That's that's still a very good basketball name and probably better than Lots of Ball. Are you familiar with the Ball family? They have have three kids in the... the, um, He has a brother, Leangelo, and a brother, Lamelo. Lamelo plays uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, and Leangelo plays for... I think I, the, all three is of them play the, in the NBA. The, one with the, the, is, the dad is very like vocal, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Who's like a, an absolute lunatic and like yes. trying to start a shoot brand yes. around his sons and stuff. And like he challenged, he challenged Michael Jordan to like a one-on-one game <laughs> yes. to prove he was better. Didn't he than do Michael something Jordan? with Korea? Like he, he wanted to negotiate with the president of North Korea. There's some kind of story about that. Yeah. Something That's like great. that. Yeah, he wanted a team to sign all three of his sons, and yeah, just 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 the most lunatic like That's sports cool. dad you've ever heard of. Except that his three so kids one, are one like, kid plays for the Pelicans. And speaking speaking of the Pelicans, they yes, only Lonzo. retired one number, and that one number was Pistol Pete from Parks and Rec, who actually 
Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. Not that I don't know if it's I love of any name. of any relation, but Peter Marovich. I I used to call one of my coworkers Pistol Pete. His name was Alex, but I called him Pistol Pete sometimes. <laughs> this is a name that I gave him. Pistol Pete, what's and, up? And you don't work <laughs> like, there anymore? Alex. Oh, I miss them. I miss Pistol. I miss you, Pistol Pete. Uh, AKA Alex. Uh, all right. Well, I think yeah. I think it sounds it like sure that does. he's picked and you, you know a new what? team. I'm I'm very happy with it. I am officially a New Orleans Woo-hoo. Pelicans fan. And I and I am feeling good about it. I'm All going to right. order the merch right now. Uh now I because I can't let it go. I'm trying to see what is geographically the closest team to me. I think it is probably it's looking like it's the Nets. I don't know where the Sixers play. I don't know what the name of their stadium, their arena is. Uh, Wells Fargo Center. Um, yes. And that one is, okay, let's see. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's the, it's the Nets by a long shot. The Nets are a 53 minute drive. The Sixers are a one hour and 16 minute drive. So that's not that long of a shot, but it's, it's pretty close. Nets are a lot closer than I thought they were. It only takes 53 minutes to drive into Brooklyn if you want to do that. But oh, yeah, let, me, let me check it out. Let me check it out. Look at this hat. Wow. Oh, that's that's like a that's awesome. Wow. You know what that reminds me of? That they reminds me really of the good, um, uh, uh, it was like Microsoft Word, Microsoft Paint, but for kids. I forgot the name of the program where you like, and you, yeah. you made those cool designs by erasing stuff. I feel like there was a kid picks kid. Do you remember kid picks? Yeah. Reminds me of that. Yes. That hat is really cool. Go up to the, up there again. The one in the, yeah, that is a this badass one, hat. One? It's got the Florida Lee in front. Yeah, I got to give the you know it was really disappointing to shop at the NFL shop for Chargers gear cuz they like they didn't said, Are really you sure? very much. I'm jealous. Would you rather have <laughs> <laughs> Yes, before I exited the cart. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we suggest sure you don't want any other Packers gear. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations, man. Thank you, Dan, for your this. immense help. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. God, our yeah, national yeah. nightmare is NBA now over. shop time. <laughs> well you know what yep i was gonna say sean, we did this with sean with football me with basketball anybody else need any other <laughs> franchises uh, do, do you have a soccer team not yet but i also yeah, don't think I we could name most of them I, I bet i can name a couple um chicago fire now I know they exist because that just sounds like such a just a wild. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It's like a third of the league is like the old fun names, like the New England Revolution, and then two thirds of the league are the boring yeah, new the, names, the like New the Atlanta York Football FC, Club, the, the New York City NYC FC. Yeah, yeah it's awful. Trying to be European. 
Ugh. I like the fun names. I like the give me the the metro. Uh, what are they? The metro area Red Bulls or whatever. The New York New Jersey Red Bulls. <laughs> the New York New Jersey Red Bulls. I, think I don't so. think they're. That. They were the they metro stars before that. That was bad. The New York New Jersey Metro Stars. Um. Now I would like to have one other quick discussion before we pivot back to to normal things, which is especially for Colby and Dan as as New Englanders. Um, Matt and I had a discussion on the show the other day trying to figure out and rank the Boston sports teams in terms of how annoying they are or like how much they suck, like from a, like a just a a a uh, you know what I mean? The the like the grossest, <laughs> like, I guess, you, you... Boston sports teams mm. in order. I think that was our, our metric was most obnoxious. Those Boston area sports teams with the most oh, obnoxious. Out there. It's all the same people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Celtics, the Patriots, the Red Sox, and the Bruins. I, I, I won't I include the, the Revolution. I've I haven't. I've been to like one Celtics game in my entire life. I don't think I've ever been to a Bruins game. So, I don't know about that. I think the. I mean, again, it's it's all the same people that go to all of these things. Like, like the. <laughs> I feel like as a team, I would imagine. Yeah, it, you know, probably true. It's fair. Knowing how like I feel about like the Yankees, for example, I would imagine like the Patriots are pretty insufferable for people who aren't into the Patriots. Right. Yeah, I think, and I think Matt and I agreed that Patriots is probably number one. And then we had a bit of a disagreement where Matt thought Bruins fans were worse. And I thought Red Sox fans were worse. But like, I've never really been to a Bruins game. So I don't, I don't know what it's like. I guess in my mind, and this could be as a, a complete full stereotype, but in my mind, the average Red Sox fan is like an old, crusty fisherman uh, who is like, ah, I've been a fan of the Red Sox for 30 years, ah, 84 years with the Sox. And he like he, he grew up his whole life suffering like me, not ever knowing his team would ever win a championship. But the average Bruins fan to me is like a drunk college student. <laughs> who is like, yeah, go Bruins, and like, oh, starting fights and stuff, and he's a rap scallion. He's like a real hoodlum. I believe that and, like, um, the, the Red Sox fan base is old, skews older than the Bruins fan base does. That, that's probably, I think that's probably true of all baseball compared to, well, I don't know, ho- hockey too, a lot of lot of mix. Did you know, going back to our NBA discussion real quick, that the Clippers are the least winning team in history? Wow. Dodged a real bullet there. They've won. They've been true. 39% of their games ever. They've never appeared in the finals. They've never won a championship. (laughs) That's pretty embarrassing. And then they had that that super oh, racist. Oh, was that, that him? Was that uh, the team. that guy? Yeah, that was Donald, bad. Donald Sterling. That was stuff he said was real bad. Yeah. Oh, and now I thought Steve Ballmer owned the Steve Lakers, Palmer. but I didn't realize he owned the Clippers. Uh, 
the Clipper. Yeah, the Lakers are still owned by the Bus family, who's owned them for a couple generations. Yeah, no, two was it two billion dollars he spent, and he's building them a new arena. So, Sean, can I, I share my screen point. for a moment? I don't know how to do that. Uh, guys, you have just Schmancy been enormously yeah, helpful. You got a Schmancy. Uh, you this is very Schmancy. How do I? No, that's okay. How do I do that? Oh, I got it. I got it. It's just like Zoom. You just got to hit the button with the monitor. Yeah. Okay. I want to just show you guys this. Why? Fantastic for an audio. Program. Why? Yeah. What? What do you? What got? is with the? What is with the Mickey Mouse yes! tie-ins with the Pelicans? What is the? <laughs> but what is I, the story here? Why, why do they have? Why does? Why is Donald Goofy and Mickey? Why are they Pelicans fans? I can see that for the Orlando Magic. That makes total sense. But why? And actually, Disney is a big sponsor of the Magic team. Yeah, what so are they that doing? Odd. What's the... Uh, this is cool. Yeah, I I'm think looking at all awesome. the merch. But I think that's great. God, there's just so much merch. Like, I just would love the option Basketball to buy merch is merchandise. Cool. They've got, like, a lot of neat styles. Like, very... Yeah, it's very... A, more, a, a lot more stylish than, than baseball. I'll say that. Baseball is very big on they're very big on tradition. Oh, well, yeah. Keeping things like the same as they were in 1930. So, that's cool. I am excited to be a New Orleans Pelicans fan. Well, congratulations, guys. Is there anything else we want to touch on as we close out the year? Anything no. else we'd like to say? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're glad to see anything we want to... I was just about to look to see um, how many episodes of this show did we do in calendar year uh, 2020, which it appears, uh, based on my records, to be... We went from 264 to 297, so 33 episodes uh, we accomplished this year. Not too bad, Um uh, what a year it was is uh, how about we end with some what are we what are we looking forward to in 2021 anything at all i think it will we suck think it'll suck less more but yeah. i don't think it's gonna be amazing but yeah. it will suck less and that's good I what am like i looking forward in, to in here all of you in real life that would be dope yeah, well, I don't know if we'll be in Minneapolis, but yes. Um, <laughs> what am I looking forward to? Not touring the Mall of America. Yeah. <laughs> the Mall of America. <laughs> I just got vaccinated. Where are you going to go? I, 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 I have heard good things. We could go. We could go yeah. to the, the Meadowlands, the uh, the American the Dream Mall there in New Jersey, yeah. the giant new mall with That's the amusement park and the water park and no stores. Not too far from you guys. Yeah. 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 Excited. I, okay. Well, Don't worry. I there the are malls I'm most list. looking forward to next year is even more M1 Max. I am like, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, see what the the, right. the more interesting right. ones look like. It's gonna be cool. Oh, and fucking air tags. Just release it, Apple. 
I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I just in the Apple universe, I want the two in one touchscreen Mac device. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think we got another year to go. But once Fit Catalyst and all this M1 and all the work they're doing to merge the platforms, I want the touchscreen friendly Mac real keyboard pull apart or flip over two in one touchscreen yeah. that that'll be a computer. I'm very excited about when that comes. Uh, I've heard really, really good things uh, on the tech front about the new Macs, like the new Macs that are coming out. One yes. article described it as alien technology, which is a, a pretty, oh. that's a, there's some creepy going, say that's a, that is a glowing endorsement so. of Apple products. They said, this is a, it's like holding alien technology in my hand, the longest battery life that they have ever had said like basically it can last for days without being plugged in which is wild it's going to be an exciting year for computing matt is there any uh technology you're looking forward to in 2021 anything you're looking at maybe well purchasing the, this laptop was the this was much needed i don't know if if uh I, you guys knew about my story about my my saga my old laptop was an hp and it was it was good it was a touch screen and it was it was fairly new I think I only had it for about a year, and one day I, uh, I I was on it in bed, and I put it down next to my bed, got up the next morning for work, stepped on it, cracked the screen right in half, um, and basically it all just fell apart. Like the screws started coming out of it, and it was it was bad. That like same week we went we went away on on quarantine and never came back. So I felt like I just had to buy a computer really quick to to do virtual work and i bought a really shitty crap like four hundred dollar basically a chromebook made by um made by asus and it just it was awful and i've had that computer since basically february i got this inspiron the other day been very happy with it that was my ma my main tech purchase i'm probably due for a new phone at some point i haven't replaced my phone in a really long time um I've had this phone since 2013, like, so I've been very happy with it, but. Well, well, wait, hey, when you're ready, Matt, come back. Mm. We'll give you a hand. I'm thinking, guys, we got to get him a Galaxy Fold. I think we got to get him a foldable phone. Matt, what do a you think foldable, of a foldable like phone? Like a flip phone? Is that what we're talking about here? Better. So it's like a phone and you open it up and it's a slightly bigger. I've never phone. heard of this. Foldable phone. Yeah, look up the Galaxy. I believe it's the Galax Samsung Galaxy. Galaxy Fold. I believe it's the Galaxy phone. Fold. Yeah, yeah, that's what see we that. Get it's you. the Galaxy Z Fold. Why? Whoa. Okay. Okay. So it folds and then when you unfold it, it's like a mini tablet. Sort of, mm. yeah. So the and thing is, is right I am, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a very strict Apple user when it comes to phones. I've never had a phone that was not Apple, and I, I don't uh, trust any phone that's not Apple. You, you should have said so. <laughs> we'll get you two iPhones, and you can duct tape them together right. and make your own phone. That sounds good. I, I remember there there was a Kickstarter project a while back where someone like had like a metal 
uh, thing you could put two iPhones into and fold it. And it would be <laughs> like, like a, little, a foldable like, phone. Fancy it's the cigarette thing case, I've ever seen. but with the phone on each side. <laughs> yes. And you put a phone on each side. Wow. And it was like super thick. It like made no sense. Oh, boy. I miss stupid people. Well, don't worry. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of them next year. Uh, guys, what an absolute Wait, treat uh, this second. has been. First of all, Matt, thank you for joining us. I have one thing I want to pitch before you say okay. your goodbyes to Dan and Colby. Okay. Do you know how in Up for Debate, we uh, often, our, our listeners at home, they know that we do a lot of um, bracket challenges. Well, I challenge you uh, to do a bracket challenge of all the oh, coding such a good languages idea. you know. Which coding language would win? Which coding language would win the bracket challenge? Oh, no. But here's the thing: Dan and Colby, being in the industry, you guys make your own bracket, and Sean and I make our own bracket based on our extremely limited knowledge of these programming languages. I think this could be a hoot. We we do them both simultaneously, so don't panic. We'll pick based on the actual languages. And Matt and I will pick and be like, which yeah, is the ba- funniest name? Basically, just like, just based on like how easy it is to use them, or like, I don't know. However, you want to rank it, you do you. But we'll, yeah, we're pretty much going to narrow it down to based on the name and maybe yeah, the I'm fun story behind it. I'm interested in listening to the show that Dan and I would do for that, and I'm super interested in listening to the show that you and Sean. <laughs> 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 I would be honest. If you and Dan did that, I would not show up. Let me be very I'm clear. Excited. That is a I'm, Kobe I'm and Dan exclusive of the list of, of what we should put in the bracket. Oh my god! This could go places. Yeah, the thing I is that I I only can name maybe three in there. So you have to... Ruby. No, uh, Groovy. I've heard of Ruby. Groovy. Oh, very I've not heard of Groovy. I don't know. Given our track record on bracket challenges, Sean, this could be, you know, we we have we have pretty much swung and missed every well. time we've done yeah. a bracket challenge. No matter how easy it is, Brooklyn Bridge. The flaw with some other bracket challenges is that you have talked previously and you seem to know a lot about the thing you're 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 putting through the bracket. <laughs> Yeah, we, we were too big Italian of experts on soup. soup. <laughs> that, that definitely was, we had so much experience with soup. Oh, man. Boy, we should be ashamed. Uh, Matt, keep bringing your great ideas. Look forward to that in 2021. Uh, and be sure to go over and check out Up for Debate if you want to hear how we got to the New Orleans Pelicans. We've got four hours of content for you. And stay tuned because we got a lot of great stuff coming up next year. Uh, on that show, of course, our Super Bowl prop bets will be coming up before you know it. Our big annual tradition, March Madness. Rumor has it maybe coming back. Uh, and I think we've already plotted out our next live commentary, uh, which is Colby's excited, prepare to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a live commentary to some of the most famous Super Bowl halftime shows. So we're going to watch them and comment on them in real time. It's going to be a lot of fun. You'll be surprised at what made a Super Bowl halftime show in the past. So uh, look forward to that next year. Uh, and of course, uh, our little program here, Don't Panic at Don'tPanic.io, is our website. You can go there and check out all the good stuff that goes along with it, including our picks. Uh, and stick with us. We're at 297, guys. We're a couple weeks away from the big three the double O. Uh, I know. Man, this was a this was a tough, tough year. Uh, it sucks being an adult with responsibilities, but who knows? Maybe that'll change and 
Life will be better next year. We can only hope. Probably not. Uh, but anyway, we're going to end it here. Wishing everybody a very happy new year. That's one other thing I should tease is uh, this coming week on Up for Debate, Matt and I, we're taping on Thursday, New Year's Eve. We're going to do our own history of New Year's. Uh, we're going to talk about New Year's Eve celebrations. We're going to talk about what it means to be. I've always wondered, where does baby New Year come from? We're going to tell you. You're going to want to stick around and hear that over at uh, Up for Debate or wherever you get podcasts. But Guys, we got to wrap it up here. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, and also Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here all year. We'll see you in 2021 on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.